You are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Yes, thank you for joining us for The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I am Miss Shannon, reminding you what we do here. Every episode of The Mom Show, we have a rotating panel of experts that comes in and drops the knowledge that you have been <laughs> waiting for all week long. All of those things that might have been floating around in your brain. You saw a snippet of a news story or mm-hmm. you saw a headline float across your, your your screen on your phone and you're like, does that apply to me? Is that going to get me in trouble? Is it something I should be worried about for me or my family? Well, we are that repository of information. So all those things you meant to Google or maybe just saw just enough information to become dangerous to yourself and others, mm-hmm. we have our experts come in. So today from the firm of Sheridan and Dulas. We have Deanne Dulas and Randall Kent. So we welcome you guys. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. And, you know, I always remind people when you guys are on from Sheridan and Dulas, it's the thing about Sheridan and Dulas is that you have basically a legal expert for everything because there are, of course, nuances within the law mm-hmm. that. Basically, you can know a little bit of everything, but that's not necessarily what you focus on all the time. No, I mean, we all all lawyers went to law school, so we all had to have a general knowledge of all of this just to pass the bar exam. But once you get into practice, having someone who's a jack of all trades isn't necessarily uh, the best thing for you all the time. So the way we solve that problem is we have a number of lawyers at our firm who handle different types of cases so that we can do that deep dive into the subject matter and really have a full breadth of the knowledge that we need to be able to provide you with good uh, legal advice. And Deanne, it's always great because you, uh, at least with that initial conversation, can counsel people appropriately to go, Here's the next question that you need to ask, or here is the type of um, assistance that you need mm-hmm. so that it can all just work with each other like a nice puzzle. Yes, it always fits well together. Uh, Randy's or Randall's primary way of practicing is criminal law, and right. I do family law. And unfortunately, there's a lot of times when those things overlap, and we really need to be able to make sure that we are getting to the core of what the problems are and providing a whole solution for people. Well, including those solutions, we encourage people to call and be part of the Mom Show. You can also call and uh, ask any questions. I just want to remind everybody that while Deanne and Randall are attorneys, and this information that we give out today may sound like it applies to you, we do encourage you to seek your own legal counsel this is part of the show today but is not specific to you or specific legal advice for you right we're really doing this to be able to give you information and to educate the public about these issues but if this is something that might relate to you or you have questions about this or even talking about this spurs something else you really need to get in and see a lawyer and talk to them about those issues Uh, that information is really powerful for you so what we're hoping to do is give you kind of a taste of the information but get in and talk to somebody and kind of take that stress or whatever has been bothering you off your shoulders um, by just getting some more information to really help you understand your path forward. And if you have a question that you would like to start with today, if you want to call the mom show and speak to Randall and Deanne, the number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And uh, I was very interested when you sent me the email that this is what we're going to talk about today, because um, as a comedian, I have a number of friends who are very 
much cooler than I am. <laughs> much cooler than I am. I am probably the least cool of all of my comedian friends. And as part of that coolness, and especially because I worked in radio for many years, people think that I know more about marijuana than I do. <laughs> I do not. I know my mom, we grew up in Arizona. My mom was a hippie back when it was super cool. My mom is also cooler than I am. Yes. I, <laughs> we all have parents who are cooler than right, we are now. Exactly. Yes. So I really was interested to go, where are we? Because I saw in the news recently that there was, you know, what counts as possession? What will get me criminally? You know, it's all, oh, I could just have this much in my purse or my pocket. And all of those things seem to be blowing up again in the news right now. Is there a reason why it seems like I've seen more of those headlines recently? Yeah, there is. And that's kind of why we wanted to come in and talk about this today. Uh, the marijuana use that occurred prior to basically when we had this proliferation of legalization in various states involved people smoking joints right. or having a pipe and putting a little bit of marijuana in it and smoking it essentially in a similar fashion as how you would smoke tobacco. Right. When this started to get legalized, either medicinally or recreationally, as it has in various other states, the production methods changed. Okay. And you can go, for example, to California and buy gummy bears. Yes. That just have uh, effectively the active ingredient of marijuana in them. Right. And you can also buy uh, various different kinds. Wax, for example, which is kind of like very thick honey. Okay. That also is a very concentrated form of marijuana. Now, the laws developed essentially so that we were not going to punish with great severity people who had just a small amount of marijuana. Right. And if you have just a small amount of marijuana and you're caught with it, it's generally referred to as a petty misdemeanor. Okay. And that's not always blanket advice, but if it's just a teeny bit of, of green leafy substance, right, that is referred to as a petty misdemeanor and it's punishable by a maximum of a $300 fine but no time in jail. And we are still encouraging people to uh, not, you know, just as when we were talking about what really counts as being uh, under the influence and all those things, we are not encouraging you to sit there and go, you can just get by with any of this. You know, kind no, of thing. No, that no, is the no, whole no, point. No, no. Right. That is the whole point of this show is going, yeah, at any given time, this might be enough that you end up in legal trouble. Absolutely. Right. Right. Now, the kind of the premise of why we're here today is that that green leafy substance that is from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s, has now been, uh, at least in part, replaced with marijuana that is not a okay. green leafy substance. Right. It's much more potent, and it is not the same thing as maybe those of us who are parents encountered when we were younger. Or right. Don't know what your mom was up to in Arizona, but, but <laughs> the old forms of marijuana have been replaced by different kinds now that are much more concentrated. Right. And because of that, they're treated differently under the law. Okay. Right. So even though the green leafy uh, marijuana that people traditionally think about right. is already stronger than it was in the 60s and the 70s by, you know, a lot. Yeah. I remember my it seeming more like an old Cheech and Chong movie. You know, my mom and her friends that were like at Arizona State when she was in college and stuff. Not what you see now. No. At all. Right. So, no, no, mm -hmm. no. So even even the green leafy stuff that's out there now is stronger than the stuff that was out there before, which is really what the laws were designed to address. Okay. But it's this these new forms of it that are crazy potent and um, can have all sorts of physical and legal consequences for you that you wouldn't think of if you were just thinking, oh, I, I'm using marijuana. Okay. It's crazy. 
So when you are speaking to potential uh, clients about this Randall, what are normally the questions that people have? Is it that they got pulled over and their kids in trouble? Is it that they're in trouble? What do you see most often? I've had a number of people come in with their children. Okay. And generally everybody is extremely emotional and upset because they've just been informed that their child is now being charged with a felony. Okay. Uh, And child didn't know necessarily that what they were doing was a felony level offense. They right. probably thought they were just smoking a little bit of weed and partying and with the their friends. Deal? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that we've seen is people, and I don't want to say kids, but anybody right. is generally using these vaporizer, the vape pens that you can buy basically at any convenience store. Correct. Those have cartridges that you can load into them. Right. And in other states, cartridges that contain a marijuana product are legal. And so there's drugs being, well, I don't want to say drugs, but marijuana is being brought in from out of state, bought legally in another state, brought here, sold here. But if someone gets caught with it here, it's a felony and it's punishable by a maximum of five years in jail and a $10,000 fine. All right. Yes. Because I did just have a friend tell me a story about how they weren't thinking about something when they were in Las Vegas, bought too much stuff. And they're like, oh, we need to not take this home. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if they were to have bought a green leafy substance in Vegas and brought it home, that would be one thing. Okay. But if they bought gummy bears, yes. let's say, or whatever it is, that's the actual processed marijuana derivative. That is basically automatically a felony in Minnesota because our laws haven't caught up yet to address it in the way that we have addressed the green leafy substance. Okay. Well, we, um, uh, before we go to break, so let's just give an overview of what we're going to cover for all of our mom show listeners out there when we go through this conversation about marijuana. All right, so we're going to go back through and we're going to talk in a little bit more detail about how to identify these other substances because if you see the green leafy stuff, you probably recognize it. But we're going to talk about how to recognize those other things. We're going to do a deeper dive into the criminal consequences and the differences uh, with these new substances that are coming in. And then from a family perspective, we're going to talk about some of the physical effects that are caused uh, by these more potent forms of, of THC and marijuana, as well as how that impacts you. Uh, in a family court setting. And if you have any questions, you can be part of the mom show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Randall Kins and Deanne Doulas of Sheridan and Doulas. Welcome back to the mom show here on My Talk 1071. Also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. You just use the keyword mom show. Today, we are clarifying some things that you're like, hey, I was just partying. I was just do I was just being cool and hanging out with my friends. And the next thing you know, you're dealing with a very serious legal problem. Courtesy mm-hmm. of trying to just, you know, have a little bit of marijuana, something that you thought wasn't that big of a deal. So helping us navigate this scenario are modern marijuana experts from Sheridan and Doulas, Randall Kins and Deanne Doulas. I don't know if we're experts, but we have enough knowledge to be dangerous about this, too. <laughs> um, but it's really important stuff for people to understand that right. there's a big difference in the products that are being used now. And it is changing rapidly. I mean, yes. it does really, I, you know, just even I think in, we'll say like the last five years, the conversation has shifted dramatically. Mm-hmm. And especially I think we do 
deal with this when we are in what is, quote unquote, a very liberal state. You know, things are very, you know, we think that we're very cool here in Minnesota (laughs) in comparison to a lot of other places in the country. And I know that it's part of the discussion that we see. I mean, particularly on on our side, you know, it comes up even in my parenting groups because we're talking about medicinal cannabis and what it can use for as far as health reasons. So there are lots of things I'm going, am I going to get myself in trouble? Am I actually, you know, will this cause a legal problem for me and my family? If I make the wrong decision. Well, and again, medicinal marijuana is legal and you have to go through a very strict process to be able to use that. The stuff we're talking about today is the stuff that you're bringing into the state illegally. Um, And, you know, this is not to discuss the benefits of medicinal marijuana. That's that's another issue. Um, Lots of folks think that that's helpful. But if you're using it illegally and you don't have that prescription or you're not using it for a medicinal purpose, then this uh, really applies to you or to your family. Now, I have not been to uh, Las Vegas recently, but I did just hang out with a girlfriend of mine, and she was telling me a story about how she and her girlfriend were partying, or they went on a vacation in Las Vegas, and they did buy some, what it sounded like to me, some recreational type things, some edibles, some things and some shapes that I was like, wait, you're losing me. There was so much going on in the story. (laughs) But then it was her girlfriend reminded her, we can't take, why did you spend all of that money because they bought, they way overbought, <clears throat> and her she was still thinking, oh, well, we'll just pack it like if we buy too much chocolate, and I think one of them, and actually some sort of chocolate thing, we bought too much of this, we'll just go home. And her girlfriend's like, no, we are not no. taking that home. Was that the right decision? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's part of the confusion that we run into, that people, you, you buy a brownie. Right. Or, like I said earlier, gummy bear. Yes. Or uh, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And because that is not green leafy marijuana, Right. It's treated very, very, very differently. Uh, it's technically considered a, a Schedule One controlled substance okay. under Minnesota law. And other things are also considered Schedule One controlled substances, including heroin. Okay. Methamphetamine. Oh, my goodness. So it puts you in the same category as that. Yes, it does. Yes. Okay. And that's the issue. And under the law, this is a very quick little bit of just science, but the way that it's described is that a controlled substance is a tetrahydrocannabinol, which okay. is just the fancy word for the active part of marijuana. THC. And, mm-hmm. Yep. And any of its analogs, isomers, okay. esters, ethers, salts. So basically any combination of that original green leafy substance, if you could squeeze it real hard and just extract juice from it, like, yes. like juicing an orange or an apple, that all of a sudden, that juice would be a felony. Whereas okay. if you just had the green leafy substance... It would not be. Gotcha. And that probably does get a lot of people into trouble because, I mean, Mm -hmm. these are very nice ladies that were just on a little weekend getaway. And it does, you know, especially when you get it into this, we'll call it, quote unquote, cutesy variety. It (laughs) seems less harmless because it's not what you were accustomed to having being demonized when you were all growing up. And people would say, don't smoke that. Don't this blah, blah, blah. Now it's oh no, it's in this really cute packet or it has Mm -hmm. this really cute name and it was just a, it was a candy bar and I wasn't even thinking, I was just going to throw it in my suitcase. Exactly. Fair enough. And that's exactly kind of the problem too, what you just said. Don't smoke that. Right. You don't have to smoke it anymore. Right. You eat it Mm -hmm. or it's vapor. So Mm -hmm. nothing is ever actually lit on fire if you're using some of these different forms. It's just like a, a, a cool vapor that goes into your lungs. Right. And so nothing actually is on fire anymore, which I 
is kind of hard to get your head around. Yes. That people are, quote unquote, smoking marijuana, yes. but they're not. Right. It's an ingestion or a vaporizer some, of some kind. And if you're a young person and you don't know the difference or you don't understand the difference, you can very quickly be caught up in a place where you're just eating a gummy bear. Right. And you don't even really connect what you're doing to what it means. Right. It does seem, you know, just to, to generalize, less harmless because of the way that we have talked about this substance mm-hmm. historically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also wanted to talk about what the different kinds of uh, or different methods for ingesting marijuana are now. Uh, there is and sort of what to look for. Also, if you have a child or a mm-hmm. spouse or whatever that you're not you're trying exactly to help sure. out and you're yeah. not watching them all the time right mm-hmm. so there's one way that's very popular is to smoke something called a dab and okay a, and a dab is essentially what i mentioned earlier where you squeeze the marijuana under either pressure or you can use some kind of a chemical process as well to extract the actual thc from the plant okay mm-hmm. so you separate the actual stuff that gets you high more or less from the stuff that does not. Okay. That will be a consistency. It's called marijuana wax very frequently. Okay. And it's the consistency of maybe very thick honey. Like mm-hmm. if you were to boil honey down and make it a little more thick, that typically well, a syrup kind of, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. It, consistency. Yeah, syrup, it can also look like, uh, like actual wax. Uh, so you could, if if you had somebody, they could take out the chapstick tube and put it in a chapstick tube, and you'd think it looked mm-hmm. like chapstick, and it's really not. And so, d- should I should I use the example of like uh, when I'm doing uh, wax melt air fresheners at mm-hmm. times? So you're saying it could look like that. Sure. Yes. So that's another thing that I should maybe look out for and go. Why does my kid suddenly have wax melts laying around? Or even worse Mm -hmm. it can look like earwax it's got that same sort of color to it okay so it could look like a really gross pile of earwax sitting somewhere and it really is something that could get them put in jail yes okay yes so it can be very easy to miss right it's one thing if you're looking for a baggie of green leafy stuff but if you're seeing a thing that just looks like weird earwax you're like what why is is that there yeah like how gross is my kid that they're pulling (laughs) earwax out and keeping it in a little container but it doesn't necessarily (laughs) immediately think but i mean i could totally go i'd look over this and then just ask them questions about their hygiene or throw it out and like why are you so mad that i threw out your earwax collection right Uh, exactly okay now i need to know it's like no i just saved you from a felony yeah Absolutely. Okay. Yes, you did. Right. So I really, it can, it's very easily disguised when it's in that form. Okay. Very easily disguised. Okay. So it just seems so odd that we're telling people if you find a leafy substance, you get to worry less. Yes. <laughs> now, you Basically. still have to worry, but you get to live. That is, that is much less of a concern. Well, and what they tell us too, uh, you know, the research says is that a lot of this dab or this wax marijuana can be. more or can be uh, have a concentration of the THC that's close to 50%. And depending on the process, they've actually found some that have a 99% concentration of THC, whereas the green leafy stuff, even the modern stuff is still about only 10 to 13%. So, Randall, is that why the laws you said have escalated so much? Is that it's because of the concentration, how potent everything is? The laws have remained the same. Okay. But if you were going to have, let's say, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you're going to have a joint. Yes. That would be most likely, depending on 
the size and what the actual weight is, but that most likely would be dealt with as a petty misdemeanor, which is usually just going to be a fine that you pay and it doesn't go on your criminal record for the rest of your life. None of that. It's just a fine. Don't do that anymore. It's illegal. Okay. Now, if you take what could be the exact same amount of actual THC that's in that joint and you extract it and you take a a dab, which is again, this earwax, honey, whatever substance that's the size of maybe just the head of a pin. Right. And you heat that up. It's the same actual amount of THC in theory as what would have been in the joint, but you've extracted it from the joint. You've concentrated it. And so instead of smoking a whole joint, you maybe just take one hit of a dab to get the actual same amount of THC. However, it's a felony to have the dab instead of a petty misdemeanor to have the whole joint. And then what happens to me or my child? Well, you will, if there's an arrest, you could be arrested, held in jail, uh, pending a formal charge, or you could just receive a formal charge in the mail. And in all likelihood, you'll be charged with either a gross misdemeanor or a felony level drug offense. Wow. Now, if you have a child who's perhaps college bound, there are also consequences with federal student loan qualifications if you do have a drug charge on your criminal record. So, I mean, again, it's it's not at all the harmless joint that it perhaps people think of it in the past at all. It's There's real lifelong consequences that a kid certainly would need help to understand. Uh, and that we want to make sure parents know that too. Right. That, you know, if you suspect it's not the harmless thing that perhaps you might think it was. Right. Well, why don't we cover that next then, uh, yes. Deanne and Randall? We can cover what that impact may be for you and your family and then what we might have to do if we end up going to some sort of family court proceeding. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, also open to your questions here on The Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon, joined from Sheridan and Dulas. Today we have Deanne Dulas and also Randall Kins, and we are talking about the changes. I don't want to say that. Not the changes in the law, but the changes that about marijuana that could affect you and your family. So if you have any questions, you can always be a part of the mom show by calling us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Now, where are we picking up again, Deanne? Well, I think we're going to pick up again talking about some of these consequences, the criminal consequences of using these forms of marijuana and the long lasting impact on it. I mean, it's not just, oh, I got a petty misdemeanor and it'll be off my record here in a little bit and then we can all forget about it there's some really long-term consequences and again for especially for young people that don't understand that there is a major difference in marijuana use that they really would be better with the green leafy stuff they think oh this is easier for me to hide my parents can't tell that this gummy bear has this in here i can use my vape pen it's not a big deal they do it other places in the country we should be fine Right. right. And so the the impacts, especially for younger folks, uh, really have such long reaching impacts that uh, they need to be aware of this. So. So one thing I wanted to talk about kind of going off of that that we haven't touched on yet is if you are pulled over for, let's say, a broken taillight. Yes. Or because your license plate tabs have expired. Or right. Because you were going three miles an hour over the speed limit and the officer was having a slow day. Right. If that were to occur. And the officer approaches a window and they smell marijuana. Yes. You will most likely, depending on how much you have and all of that and what you have, either 
be charged with a petty misdemeanor, or you could be charged with even a felony, as we talked about, if you have a vape pen that has marijuana in it right. or some of the edible type things. Uh, even if it is only a petty misdemeanor, so the lowest level that they can give you. Yes. If you generally what will happen is they tell you you don't have to go to court. You just get a citation and you just pay a fine similar to a speeding ticket. Right. And then it's all gone. It's just a petty misdemeanor and, and don't worry about it. Right. The problem is and what people generally don't know is that when you pay that fine, that is exactly the same thing as standing in front of a judge with your hand on a Bible and pleading guilty. Okay. And so you are entering a guilty plea by paying that fine and you're admitting that you did have marijuana in a motor vehicle if that's what you were charged with. Right. The state looks at that as though you've used your driver's license in order to commit a crime. And because of that, the court is required to immediately send that guilty plea, which again, all you did was pay a fine over the phone, probably on an automated line. You never even talked to anybody. Right. Or you just went online and put in the little citation exactly. number and gave them your $75. Yep. We'll just, I'll round up. I have no idea how much that would cost. You're about right. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, that's right. about okay. right. But as soon as that happens, the court has to send that conviction to the Department of Public Safety. Okay. The Department of Public Safety has a whole unit who look at that. And if they determine that that conviction required the use of your driver's license, your driver's license then gets suspended. So then you're in that cycle of how do I get my license back? Exactly. That we hear happens to people on a number of, for a number of different reasons. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And so if you, and I've had this happen with a few cases that I've had in the very recent past where all of a sudden mom and dad get a letter from the Department of Public Safety. Like, what on what earth happens? is yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Right. And what shows up on your driving record is not petty marijuana. It says that you have sale slash use of a controlled one substance in a motor vehicle, Ooh, okay. which looks like you're selling meth out of your trunk. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so then now you have to have a more difficult conversation. You, of, it was just a and there's no such thing as what we're saying right now of just a. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Very true. In right. Minnesota, there's no it was just a. No. Any of these could end up you know, getting you in, in, in really, really Correct. hot water. Okay. And your driving record stays for life. Okay. That's the thing. So if a cop. 20 years down the road wants to look at your driving record and see, they could see that you had a, your license suspended for sale slash use of a controlled one substance in 2019 if that's when it happens. So it, now you're a school teacher, but they look it looks like you used to be a meth dealer. Exactly. Yes. Fair or enough. you're trying to be a school teacher. Okay. And you're trying to get your license and that shows up on your record. Okay. Or you're trying to get any job and they do a background check on you. Okay. And they look at your criminal record and that's what they see. So Deanne and Randall, is this another one of those things that if you ever get pulled over for, you need to go and talk to an attorney? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because they don't tell you these collateral consequences. The direct consequences are the fine and you plead guilty to it. The collateral consequences are where your actual problem lies and they're not under any obligation to inform you of those. Is there anything where I should just pay the fine and not go? I feel like parking ticket. Okay. All right. Cause I have done that. So parking tickets, I'm okay. If I paid my parking tickets from before, yes. If I, if I, if my meter expired and I just sent them the money, it's not going to bounce back somewhere 10 years down the road. And You're probably me. okay, but okay. it's a free consultation, okay. so you might as well come in and talk about yes. it. Good point. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, unless you've got like 100 parking right, tickets. Like, okay, I just want to make sure I'm okay. Yeah, no, parking <laughs> tickets, but uh, Randy is absolutely right. You really come in and talk to us about these things because, you know, sometimes the shame of getting that criminal ticket makes you want to just do whatever you can 
to make it go away as quickly as possible. Look, I want to forget about this. I made a mistake. I don't want anyone to find out about it. I just want this to be over with. And that situational stress will really control your behaviors. But Randall's absolutely correct. Those long-term consequences of just trying to sweep that under the rug means that you may never be able to sweep it under the rug and it can follow you forever. Or it'll end up being a much more costly procedure because you have to go and fight something or or file something or rather than just asking the questions. if you have marijuana in a motor vehicle on your driving record, your insurance company will probably notice. Okay, fair enough. so you're looking at all of that as well. Mm -hmm. One thing we didn't mention either is that if you have a job that requires you to drive, Yes. They will do a background check, maybe, maybe not, but they are required from their insurer to do a driving record check of you. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And the minute they see that, that's something you now have to explain. And even if it turns out okay, you are explaining it for the rest of your life. Right. You know, I was just, or it was my, mm-hmm. because does that, mm-hmm. so does that attach to, like, if I'm the parent, you know, mm-hmm. do, then how can it can it ripple through the family? Is it something that we all have to deal with, or is it just something that follows the kid? This gets into it. the most direct consequence would be potentially employability of your right. child down the road, and okay. you know how long you have to financially support the child. But also, if you pay for your child's car insurance, y- yes, okay. we've had people tell us that their car insurance rates have doubled or tripled, and we're not experts on insurance ratings and how all that works, but. If it shows up on a household member's driving record, it absolutely will have a financial impact, certainly, on how much you're going to have to pay for your car insurance to keep your kid on the road. Well, and and Randy also just briefly covered this before, but it also impacts your eligibility for federal loans, for student loans. And if they've got this on their record, because marijuana use is a federal crime, um, it's going to make you... uh, have a lot more difficulty in financing your child's college education. Right. And so if you end up in a home because you spent up all your money on their student loans, this might be part (laughs) of the reason. Yes. So we were talking about how there is a big difference in the way that this type of uh, marijuana looks. So you Mm -hmm. do need to look for it. But is there a big difference as a parent that I should notice in the way that my kid is acting? Like what other signs can I look for? If I'm watching, because before I'm like, oh, well, he smells like weed. Uh, that would be a problem. Yeah, but now I have to look at other things, right? Yeah. And, okay. and the reason, first of all, I mean, smell used to be the biggest way that right. you could tell. Mm-hmm. And so then if you find a you know, can of Febreze in your kid's car, that would also be an indication something is up. Got it. If they're using, <laughs> right. if they're using vaporizers. Way to go Febreze. <laughs> right. Exactly. If they're using a vape pen, though, to smoke dabs or they've got. These little vials that are the cartridges that go in vape pens. Right. Those are all potential felony level offenses, but they don't smell. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what you breathe out when you're actually smoking a green leafy substance is smoke. Yes. Something has been lit on fire and you bring it into your lungs just like a cigarette and then you exhale whatever your body doesn't absorb. With the vaporizers, you are exhaling water vapor. Right. And you're inhaling water vapor. So there is no smell. And so, well, maybe very minor, but not at all like what it used to be. Right. So you're not going to be able to tell by smell. Okay. Um, They are more concentrated also, as Deanne mentioned. And so a very little bit will make someone seem very, very under the influence of marijuana. So this really impairs your judgment in comparison to what they might have been doing before. Oh, yes. Okay. It absolutely impairs. I mean, when you're using wax or dabs, it causes nearly instant highs, and that's not 
a promotional thing, but it's, it's okay. very intense very quickly. It can we're, cause, not, we're not encouraging we're you not because encouraging they're efficient. We're not encouraging you to no. now look this out because they're so efficient. Right. Um, it causes hallucinations. It can cause extreme changes in behavior. And unlike marijuana that people smoked, you can overdose on this marijuana. We're talking about a form of marijuana that is so much more potent. It can be deadly. Oh, goodness. And you were talking, I, I noticed one of the things you mentioned is that this also impacts people where we've seen like an increase in emergency room visits and things that, again, it's not just immediately harmless. Right. Okay. So when you're talking about this, emergency rooms, now that we've got these other forms of marijuana, are actually reporting greater instances of people coming into emergency rooms because of these impacts. So they deal with something called hypo or hyperthermia, okay. where the body temperature gets really high as a result of the marijuana use. You'll also see instances of tachycardia, where you have a really high heart rate or hypertension, which is really high blood pressure. You can also find that the, your child or the person around you is now really severely agitated, Uh, But on a very quick basis, so it's a really quick change in their behavior. And you can also have long-term damage to their neurons and also their heart based upon this use. So when emergency rooms are saying, we're seeing this impact caused by marijuana, which was, again, purportedly before in the old days, something that was pretty harmless, we're seeing that this concentrated use of THC to get these instant highs is having a very strong impact on people's behavior and their health. Okay, so we need to keep track of all of these things for multiple reasons because it will impact your family in a lot of different ways, right? Always. Okay, so we need to go, we're going to go to break now. So what are you going to cover in our last segment? Well, we're going to talk about how this really impacts you uh, from a family law perspective and how this impacts not only your child, but it also impacts your ability to have parenting time with your child and what to look for if you're starting to notice these behaviors in the other parents. We'll also take your calls. The number again is 651-641-1071. You're listening to Deanne Doulas and Randall Ken from Sheridan and Doulas. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. Just use the keyword Mom Show. I'm Ms. Shannon. Joined today from Sheridan and Doulas, we have Deanne Doulas and uh, Randall Kin. And Rand, uh, Randall, we were talking about kids because uh, Deanne and I have kids that are closer in age. Um, so we know that what it's like to deal with teenagers. And a lot yeah. of what we were talking about today regarding marijuana is kind of helping you as a parent keep up what is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all at that non cool age where we're going okay this is what it was like and maybe i used to watch movies about you know smoking marijuana and it's completely changed and so maybe we're that person that we've kept up on what marijuana looks like now but it's totally understandable that you haven't because it really looks it's a totally different form and variety well this is a much more severe impact it's like all of those little emojis or the uh when they say things they have sentences that are just like letters (laughs) i I have to have my child come and interpret for me all the time except this one this thing that's different is really consequential and really deadly and and it's something that you really need to as a parent 
uh, inform yourself about and, and be on my be on lookout for. Right. And we're not trying to have you be a giant buzzkill, but that's part of parenting. Mm-hmm. We under, you know, like I am the biggest I you know, my kid loves me, but I am the biggest buzzkill. So if you are in a scenario right now with your family, we are going to give you some more information about um, how this might impact you. But I want to make sure that we begin and end this segment with the information on how they can get a hold of the folks over at Sheridan and Dulas if they would like to contact you. So they can always reach us by phone. Our phone number is 651-686-8800. You can also contact us through the web. Our web page is www.ssdpa.com. So if I'm, those are all, we've Pick letters that sound so much the same over the phone. So <laughs> Sam, Sam, David, Paul, Adam.com. And we'll make sure that we also put that on today's episode's uh, edition of the Mom Show page. So if you go to mytalk1071.com, keyword Mom Show, that'll all make sure that we list that there as well. And remember that you can get a free consultation. So if you're just like, can I afford to take care of these things? Call, get your questions answered, get that peace of mind. Yeah, come on in. I mean, you if nothing else, you're going to spend an hour with us for free where you get educated on these issues in a way that you can't without doing years and years of study uh, and research. Right. Can't always trust what we find on the Internet. Right. And we were covering a few things uh, in the commercial break. Just we were just kicking some ideas around here in the studio. And and Randall, I thought it was interesting that you said we're going to cause a panic. It's like actually what we're doing is we're calming you down before you panic, because if you do this on your own, it's a lot. You know, so, yes. so call, have someone distill the information for you. They can tell you, should you be concerned that you found too much Febreze in your kid's room? If you find this wax, you know, the you know, instead of you guessing Ask an expert that can help you maybe. And maybe they'll just calm you down. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can also get you to other resources as well. Because when we see folks come in, it's usually after the fact. After these things have already happened. And now we're trying to pick up the pieces and put things back together and get people the help that they need. But if you've got these concerns or you think something is happening or it's happened or is in the process of happening... Give us a call. Let us do what we can to see if we can help you through these issues. Now, if you let's say that you're I'm the parent and I was somehow I'm like, well, I was out with my girlfriends and Susan had some brownies and now I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. How can this impact me? Well, it impacts you a lot if you have kids. Okay. Uh, There are 12 best interest factors that control how we address parenting time and how we deal with custody issues. And factor number five is based on the best interests of the child, not the parent. Okay. If there's any physical, mental, or chemical health issue of a parent that affects the child's safety or developmental needs, that's considered when we are looking at child custody and parenting time. So if this is a problem issue for you and it impacts your judgment, this can impact your ability to have time with your child. And so here's what we know about some of these stronger forms of marijuana. We know that it can impair coordination and judgment. Right. And it can prevent you from acting in a way which satisfies the best uh, interests and the well-being of your child. It can impact your use of family resources. Your child's exposure to your marijuana use, and that's either from ingesting it or if you are uh, smoking or vaping and there's any other uh, amount still left in those products, it can affect the brain development of your child and can be deadly to your child because they're so much smaller if they happen to ingest it. So this is very similar to, you know, there are certain medications and things that have childproof tops for a reason and we need to put them away. These are things that you might not be in the best 
uh, frame of mind to make sure that your child remains safe. Right. If you're high, you may not be thinking about putting whatever you were just using away. Right. And that could put your child at risk. The other thing that's really um, troubling about this is that when their folks try to extract the THC from the leafy marijuana, one of the substances that's frequently used is butane. Okay. And if anybody knows anything about butane, it's the stuff you normally put in a cigarette lighter. Okay. Which means that you can actually face the possibility of having, if if someone's trying to be a junior chemist, uh, things that cause explosions and real physical damage and severe burns to a person trying to use that extraction process. Right. And if it's used poorly, there can be butane left over in the material that has been created in the form of these dabs. And when you try to uh, smoke that dab and it's close to your face, um, you can be very severely burned uh, and can cause uh, large house fires to take place. That high flammability of that butane combined with poor judgment can put you and your family at real risk. I, so I, 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 again, we're not trying to demonize anything. We're just giving you realistic information about what's going on with these things. And when mm-hmm. we and we understand, you know, that a lot of places in the country have already legalized this. We understand that's all fine. We were trying to make sure that you maintain the integrity and the things that you need for your family here in Minnesota. That's absolutely true. But I will tell you, the information about how to do this is available on the Internet. Even okay. last night, preparing for our show today, uh, I looked up a few websites. I had to click a button saying that I was 21. Right. And then I got into the website that provided a lot of information about how this process works and how to uh, create these products on your own. And it's pretty scary because I'm just sitting in my house and I clicked a button saying I was 21. They don't know I'm 21. Um, And it means this information is available uh, to kids much younger. Well, as we're wrapping up, let's just go over again why it's important for you as a family to maybe have these conversations and to go, you know, here's what we're going to start. Here's the information that's available out there. And how can I make sure that I don't have these negative impacts for my family? Uh, From my point or my perspective on this, the whole idea of doing this as a topic was that most people know someone who has smoked marijuana and not had a terrible outcome because of it. Right. Um, the marijuana that's available now to kids is ever increasingly not your parents' marijuana. It's not the green leafy substance that we've had as kids or even right. as adults or whatever. They probably actually have a hard time getting their hands on green leafy substance okay. because it's just been replaced by these more modern forms. The more modern forms are more concentrated. There could be increased health risks to them, certainly, but there absolutely are increased legal risks that you probably never contemplated or had to worry about when you were a younger person yourself. Right. So from my perspective, the criminal consequences of what kids have access to now for marijuana are just drastically increased and you need to be educated about that as a parent. And then from a family perspective, you can use testing to detect these forms of THC because the testing thresholds are lower still designed for leafy green marijuana. It is easier to detect uh, these higher forms in blood, uh, urine, uh, hair and nails uh, to see if that use has been uh, taken place. Um, And so if you're a parent concerned about that, you can reach out. There are resources available where you can have your child tested to see if these substances are appearing. The thing that you won't know is it won't tell you whether it was 
was smoked or if it was eaten. All right. Well, we encourage you to reach out. Again, the website is ssdpa.com if you want to get a hold of the good folks over at Sheridan and Dulas. And again, you can go to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show. Thank you again, Deanne. Thank you, Randall. And uh, hope you uh, help keep our family safe. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it.